What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. Field level edition. We got the whole gang in here. Moose Dog is here. Let's get it. Let's <laughs> get it. We're actually at Moose's house. <laughs> actually at my crib right now. <laughs> yeah. Shout out the crib. Mad cozy. Mad vibes. I'm looking at a Buddha right now. We got hella uh, exotic plants, a Buddha. Yeah, this is yeah, this is real vibey. Inch TV. And affordable. We'll get back to that though. <laughs> uh Juice Man, Colin Salih's in the building. Hello. Hello everybody. Hi Sean. You already know. Hi, and guys. then we got T. Vintage Vault owner and operator, COO. And I said one bad thing about Kanye, and I haven't been on the show since. This is my <laughs> comeback right here. <laughs> Yo, that is that is big facts. He mentioned a bad thing about Kanye. He said Sean Marion was in the Hall of Fame, and we ain't heard from him <laughs> since. But that's all going to change. Don't trip. T's going to be on weekly. We're going to keep it going weekly. You already know. To T's credit, that take about Sean Marion wasn't as hot as we initially thought. It was just um, knowledgeable, I should say. So, shout out to T for that. Yeah, Reasonably, uh, you know, moderate take, actually, because Sean Marion is a stud. Go look at the numbers. I did go back and look at the numbers. I'm still not convinced, but... That's an ugly-ass shot, though. That's a... <laughs> yeah, Very ugly. Super broke. We got a lot to talk about. Chicago-based. Rest in peace, Fredo Santana, 300. He passed this last week. We're going to go through that. We're going to talk about his passing, what caused it, his impact on drill music, and then, obviously, with him passing, the nostalgia of 2012 Chicago drill, 2013 Chicago drill music is inevitable. So we're going to talk about that stuff, the impact on the music game. And then if we want to talk about some more shit, we're going to talk about that. A lot of Chicago sports stuff talk about Chicago's the best city in the country. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up. All right, boys, we're back in the mix. Apologies to T. T mentioned it in the intro. He hasn't been on in a minute. I apologize for that. Um, we got a lot to talk about, man. It's field level. As I mentioned in the intro, we're going to go through Fredo, impacting music, Chicago culture, all that stuff, what the city was like back then. Tons of celebrities coming out, showing love for Santana, RIP going through different stories they had with him, how they affected him, or what type of guy he was. Um, first off, going into it, if you don't know, Fredo Santana passed away. Initially, there was a bunch of things that came out about his death, what, it, what caused it. Um, the most legit thing I've seen from multiple sources is that it was a fatal seizure that caused the death. Um, he was having a bunch of health concerns, Prior to that, he was having liver trouble. He was having kidney trouble, just system trouble in general. Um, obviously, that's alarming, especially from a 27-year-old like Fredo was. So we're going to talk about his known habits with narcotics, smoker, lean sipper, that whole thing. Um, first off, let's kick it off with just our first thought. Or the first thing that came to mind when I heard about the news, I instantly went back to 2012, and like I'm sure a ton of people just said to themselves, like Fredo in the cut, that's a scary sight, and that was kind of like a gift and a curse, in my opinion, a gift and a curse, in my opinion. He never really shook that, like I'm a shooter type, real tough, like, and I think the more and more I hear about him as a person. He softened up a ton coming down the coming down to his later years, I guess, 25, 26, 27. Um, 
But that's also what made him a big, big, big name. You know what I mean? So that was the first thing I thought of. I obviously thought about um, Chief Keef, Reese 300, Dirk, all those dudes. Moose, when you heard Fredo pass, what was your first thought? What's your first memory of Fredo breaking onto the scene? That the wave that that drill music was and how that shit just took over the streets. Talk to me about that. And then, uh, yeah, we'll go around to the whole squad and then we'll bounce around from there. Last time I heard of Fredo, he, I saw an Instagram post. He started a family. He had a wife, kid, you know, uh, reports were that he quit doing lean. He still had the, you know, like the health issues and everything, but supposedly he was like 60 days free off of stuff. Um, when I heard the news, I was just devastated because, you know, we got a Chicago icon. You know, you know Fredo, is not, he's not popular for a bunch of songs. There's uh there's jealous with Kendrick and then there's what's the what's the song we were just playing? Um, one of his biggest songs that I remember it was called. Hold on one second, I got it written down right here. I can't remember what it's called, but I know how it goes. It was Fredo Santana, my little niggas. Oh, like my little niggas don't play around. Yeah. That was how it went. Yeah, that was like probably his biggest song, and that was kind of that stretch where every other month it was either him. It was either Chief, it was either Reese that were coming out with a song mm -hmm. that was a slapper. No definitely, doubt. definitely. When I heard the news, it was just like we lost one of the godfathers of Chicago Drill, you know? He didn't do a lot, but his presence was definitely known. Um, kind of like if you look at ASAP right now, you see how many affiliate members there are. Some are just in fashion. Some are just, you know, doing their own thing, just doing cool shit. Fredo was definitely that guy for um, like Chief Keith, uh, just the drill scene in general. When I saw it, I was just devastated, man. You know, like I heard so many good things. I heard he just turned his life around, but shit, sometimes you know the drugs just. I mean, take it, over your, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, he was really living what he was talking about at the end he of the was, day. He was. He, I think he was a he was kind of a meme, but in a good way. You know, like the Fredo in the cut. That's a scary sight thing. I was that real was like, though. That was like Chicago's hard. Look at this dude. Yeah, and, and if I don't know if this is fact, but he was one of the first cats I saw with like a tattoo in between his eyes. Oh, the cross? Yeah, the cross. And like oh. people weren't really doing that before before I saw him do that. So yeah, I mean, he was a one of a kind type of cat. Uh, I just want to clarify that was a lot of people think that was an upside down cross. And it's that's, a not knife. What, that's not what Sean or Moose think. I don't think no. <laughs> Uh, that was a cross there, like a like a target, you like know, like, target. like I'm a target. Oh, yeah, shit. that's what that was. I don't, it wasn't a cross. It wasn't an upside down cross. Uh, but yeah, he, Fredo was scary. I'd say he was like, like when he rapped, it was like, damn, this is for real. It's not, uh, you know, not that any of the Chicago guys were a joke or anything. But now we hear a lot of drill music, and it's like there's not too much substance behind it. But uh, you can feel a lot of the pain in uh in those raps. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Like. I didn't listen to a ton of Fredo's music, but I always saw Fredo. I knew Fredo by face. He was like an enforcer type always, and and I guess his rap uh, was pretty much like that. I can't even name you like one Fredo song or like say one Fredo line, but I've always known who Fredo was. If that makes sense, he was just that that like looming figure. Yeah, that's so, a good point. That's so, a good I mean, way to put it. So to think about him, I think like he, you look at the drill scene and like what it became, and. Let's be honest, like, everybody has to play their role. And I think Fredo kind of took on that role of, like, I'm the hardest nigga here. 
I have killed niggas. I have sold these rocks, and I do sip this lean, and like y'all are gonna be scared of me. So he was kind of that guy floating around the different sects of uh, of of hip hop at that time, and he gained respect for for being that guy. And I guess he was like a very kind of like put off his dude, but if you break him in, he softens up. From what I've kind of heard of him and learned of him over the years, so I mean, it's sad to see him go like this. But you know that abuse, man, that ain't no joke. You can like sip lean for ten years and yeah, and think your your Stay kidneys are gonna hold lean. up. Yeah, yeah, I mean the yeah. kidneys and the yeah. liver are gonna feel that, right? Yeah, it's tough. That's tough stuff. Twenty seven years old. When I, that was another thing that I first thought of. Yeah. When they said like I heard, I heard prior that he was having health trouble. Yeah. And it was like he's having kidney and liver failure. He's twenty seven. Like that's that was unheard of. I've never heard of anyone across the board like oh yeah he passed he had kidney failure. Well, oh what was he seventy? You know what I mean? Like for someone, it was just. To to hear that, to hear him go out like that, like him talking about sipping lean, getting up, double cupping, doing all that shit, like that shit wasn't a joke. Mm-hmm. They were sipping lean all night, going to sleep, getting up, sipping lean, like that. That shit's real. Yeah, so that happens. was, and it's it's another gift and a curse. Like what made those guys, and there, I mean a lot of them are still famous today, but what made Chief Keef and Fredo and Lil Reese and Dirk. What they're spitting about, they were really doing. And I think that's like, you never, there was, there's a lot of things you think about rappers when you see them, like, he, lyrically, he's trash. Like, when you, like, like T said, when you saw these dudes, <laughs> you never were like, these motherfuckers are playing around. Never got that. Like, this was real rap, like, yeah. raw. It's as raw as it comes to. These aren't SoundCloud rappers. Right. It yeah, was just yeah. raw. Real shit. Yeah. For sure. For sure. And you talked about initial reactions earlier. My initial reaction was, like, damn, did he get shot? Right, that's, that's yeah. the first thing. Had I to thought. be some violence, right? It's the first thing I thought, and like, yeah, that that's kind of sad. I mean, it's just reality at times, unfortunately. So it's kind of sad that that that's kind of the default. But um, it's just tough. It's tough to lose a kid like that at that age. It's tough. So Definitely. condolences to his little family. I know he's got family. It's that's tough. Absolutely, young kids. Yeah, I think to let's talk about the positive stuff that he left. Like I said in the intro, my first thing I did when I heard was I went back and I listened to all those old 2012, 2013, 2014 Chicago drilled. They're iconic tracks now. It's prolific. Prolific. So many different affiliate rappers, so many different spinoffs. Everybody's got their own vibe. And, you know, like drills all about actually being from the streets and, and preaching about it. So many different songs, so many different artists have that feel, have that vibe. I mean, if we want to go around the room and just name our favorite drill tracks, uh, not by Chief Keef. Um, Us by Lil Reese. Yeah. That's Us, an amazing one. Yeah, dude. Traffic by Lil Reese. And, I mean, there's a ton of, a ton of, ton of stuff. The other thing, like, like I said, the initial thought was like, this is just real gutter. Like those music videos. No one was doing those videos like that, bro. It was always a big-time production. These dudes were in the living room with it. Like, it was just uncut, let's get it. You're on house arrest, then we'll shoot it at your crib. Like, this is just, we're just going to get this shit how we live. I might need a fact check, but the the OG I don't like video was in Chief Keef's It's like grandmother's house, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Yeah. because he was on house arrest. 
he brought like 30 dudes with him and a camera. Zero video vixens, none of that. None of that. This, this, was, this was about squad, four squad. Yeah, about squad, four squad, no doubt. Us was big. Like Moose said, Us, the song Us with Drake. I think that's what, uh, you know, sub- once drill music started taking off, like once Drake, you know, co-signs it, when Drake once was Drake at the top of his game, style. yeah, it becomes, uh, yeah, he even bit his style. You know, his flow, that whole song, he was he was biting, you know, Reese, Fredo, mm-hmm. Chief, and all those guys. Did it, did it, did it, did it. Did I mean, Kanye co-signed it. I mean, every dude, that was a movement, mm-hmm. period. Like a perfect example of... How like raw it was was I was looking at like the the so- love Sosa video and like the I don't like video, the I don't like video was dropped in July of 2012, and if you look at the video, all his homies in there are in there, no shirts on, waving dreads, just I don't like, just like doing the whole thing, right? And then the Sosa the Sosa video I love Sosa video comes out or love Sosa video comes out in October. So it's a little chillier in the shy, and they all have shirts on for the majority of the video. There's a couple people without any shirts, and like Chiefs takes his shirt off at some point. But the point I'm getting at is that like they were probably running the street in the summer. It was hot. They had no shirt on. They shoot the video. They cut the video, and then in October it's a little more chilly. They cut the same. They walk in the crib, cut the same video, but they have but they have clothes on because it's cold outside. Like it's there's no production. There's no meetings. Like this is how we're gonna shoot it. This is how the this is how we want the camera angles. This is how we want this this that. Like nah, man, just turn the fucking camera on, and we're about to spit this drill, and that's it. Like period. It was just raw, and that's what it was. That's what that's the like the the thing that's burned into my head about drill music was how real it was, and you can tell by the reaction of the city it was like they they were they were looking for something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was a uh, I was a college kid in Boston when this whole drill wave started coming out, and I was you know uh, this kid felt homesick you know, and then hearing like Chief Keef, Lil Reese, all these guys come out with like Chicago hard ass music, I, I kind of like related to that a little bit you know like I'm not from the South Side I'm not from the West Side, but something about this whole genre being uniquely Chicago and and seeing you know cats from New York and Atlanta adopt it. There's a, it's it's something to be proud about. Yeah, definitely. King Louie, definitely also somebody we need to mention and like make sure that we pay homage to to Poe up as like one of the original like alternative drill songs, if that makes sense. Because that song's got like a different, slower vibe. Poe up, hold up, Poe up. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So it's got a little bit of like a slower melodic vibe. But King Louie will also like Drilluminati. You know, like mm-hmm. that's that's the that's that's the trilogy. Like that's what he's known for, so he's definitely a godfather. Um, but for that, I mean, Chief Keef is just like the epitome of quality drill through and through. Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 what if we're gonna talk drill, we could talk for thirty five minutes about Chief. But I mean, and even like a point about King Louie, like he had that versatility a little bit. Like these dudes to start, it was no versatility, bro. It was bang bang, like. Mm-hmm. That was that was what it was. It was just GBE, bang bang, three hundred. Like that's just what they. And it was over and over. And the beat was. And then, dude, big big shout out to uh, Young Chop. He was mm-hmm. th- at the way forefront of that with Chief. Like him and those two, they were unstoppable at, at one point. Yeah, I was gonna say like these guys pretty much cemented a chapter. Like if you look at New York rap, pretty much without like some of the outliers, like they have a lot of that same style, like gritty punchlines. 
Chicago has like a lot of different rap. So it started with like Twista, Do or Die. Then it's like you got Common coming in super lyrical. Then you have Kanye, you know, kind of this pop star, but still like one of the best rappers. Then you got Lupe Fiasco, crazy lyricist. Then he goes to this drill stuff. That's where these guys wrote their chapter. And now it's kind of like, you know, the guys we talk about now, like Chance, Vic, those guys took over. So, but what they did do is they cemented a chapter, like for sure. They have a chapter in Chicago rap history. And it was, it seemed it came out of nowhere, basically. Cause like you said, like you mentioned, like Lupe and like all that stuff was coming out. And it just, nothing was like this. And then this is right when. I don't, I, just, I don't know the numbers. I'm not going to try to come out here and tell you I know like the murder rate numbers along with drill music coming into play. But it was getting more and more violent. Then this drill music came on the scene. Perfect storm. It was just a perfect storm. It was just like this is what we're living out here. It was like, like uh, it was almost like like it or not, you can fuck with this drill music or not, politically correct or not. This is what it is. This is how we're living. And we're going to spit about how we feel and this is this is what it is period drill music had a very in your face approach to it but uh on a side note shout out king louis i think every person that is six foot above 200 pounds plus <laughs> needs to know b-o-n by heart <laughs> Ver- yeah. verbatim yeah. yeah b-o-n is such a hit mm-hmm. uh so i forgot about that song but such a hit he's he's underrated he, he you want to talk about being underrated he's got a grammy he's got a grammy <laughs> yeah wait like, for what for writing on Jesus. Uh, yeah i think oh, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. he, he wrote a, um send it up yeah right? yeah, yeah. He, he wrote like a couple other tracks on that mm-hmm. like just because that's a drill album like you said it is we talked about that yeah <laughs> we can go back into that too like the man called it um you made a great point. Which is a which is a big influence from those guys coming yes. out twenty twelve, no doubt. Oh, that's like the that's like the gold Huge. coast. Yeah, yeah. Huge. And you know what's interesting? Uh, you talk about Kanye real quick. Well, actually, I don't want to get into that. That's that's a whole <laughs> different it's diatribe, whole... and we're gonna talk about it. And I don't want to get oh. that far off track, but just know that like there's connections there. Um, T T was talking about how it's a chapter, and that's that's a great that's a great way to put it. It's a legacy. Like they had their they had their time. It's like an era, eras of music, eras of sports, eras of fashion. Like you know, it's America, society ain't, ain't, ain't shit different in Chicago. Obviously, we kind of dictate a lot of that. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so low key. So yeah. yeah. So T T's one hundred percent right. It's like the Miami Hurricanes in the eighties with like Uncle Luke and like how that national media storm was just building with the music. It's kind of that same that same type of vibe. So for you for you sports heads out there, that's just like a decent analogy. If you don't know what the fuck we're talking about, um, so yeah, I loved it though. Like a lot of that shit, we're in college drinking, you start banging for no reason. It's just like a reason to act up. Finito, oh stop for, it. Finito has staying power. If Finito lost the world, yo, hold up, hold up. Finito broke a f- an apartment floor at this college party in the middle of nowhere. These Collapsed, dudes started playing right? Finito. And the entire there's a party, the floor collapsed, dude. That is a benchmark for banger. It's like yeah. it's like charging me up just thinking about they, it. Right? Basically, right? Like we all we all know it's coming. <sighs> like if you hear like the first couple notes of the song, you just better buckle down because you're about to like head into a mosh pit. Yeah, or just or you're gonna like make one by yourself. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> just start. You just if you hear Finito, you just start throwing fists in the air. You just start punching the air like. Every Finito's played so every right. every concert it's you go so to true. in Chicago. 
That's a hip hop concert, yep. and you're waiting for the headliner to come out. You will hear Finito. No, there's no doubt about it. If Finito comes on in Chicago, there is at least a 3.5 earthquake in the immediate area. I could be in a yeah. professional work meeting, and Take. Finito would come on, and I, don't, I couldn't keep my composure. No way. No, 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 no. <laughs> no way. No, no doubt. You get on the table. Yeah, I'm, I'm losing it. There's no He's doubt. Start He's like break that motherfucker. I'm just gonna knock your head real hard. If I had to keep my composure, I'm gonna be moving around somehow. I got this bitch is a trigger word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. I got a, I got a quick story about Finito. Shout out my boy Jason. We were in Vegas. DJ Drama. Um, was DJing, and we had a table like across from DJ Drama. It was like well, typical club set up, like dance floor was in the middle, and there was tables around it. And we were standing up. We were having a good time, and I don't know how he found out we were from Chicago, but he found out we were from Chicago. He's like, I, I see my Chicago boys over there. He like pointed at us. We said, well, yo, Drama, what's good? Uh, and then uh, I got something for y'all, and he played Finito. He's like, bang. And we, he probably thought y'all were related. Yo, we, yeah. He might. <laughs> hey, bro. Like, hey, bro, bro. Hey. <laughs> so he played that, and I love it. we lost it. And, of course, everyone else in the crowd had no idea what the fuck was playing. And they were looking at us, but we were losing it. It didn't even matter. But, yeah, man, all that. But all that starts, and there's no Finito without, you know. So good. Fredo and those guys getting together in 2012. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Period. Yeah, dude. Then little dirt comes out of that. That this ain't what you want. Oh man, there's huge. Like, there's like a specific head movement you do when you hear drill, and it's just very violent. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, for real. L's. He for dropped real. that L's anthem. French Montana oh, jumped on the jumped on the remix. I mean, there's so many, so many, so many tracks that Kobe. 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 That was one, that was before, that, so that was off the album. That yeah. was off Chief's album. So yeah. like, moved to LA. is that finally rich? Is that what that's called? Uh, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like debut. Joy. Oh, yo. Also, shout out to Katie. What got a bands. hit! Yeah, got yeah. Bands. She's got her space. She does. Dude. She's got her space. <laughs> I'm yo, not in it. <laughs> <laughs> the space that I am not in. She's like she's like a Cardi B type. What I can't even call her. Chicago Cardi B. She is a Chicago institution. What's the hit though? What what's the hit that she dropped? Because um, I, I know I know there's a few, but you I know can't. Ad-lib. Katie, but I, was, I forget what the song. I don't called. know. Let me look it up. Real I quick. don't know. But Katie's got her spot. She's got her place. No doubt about it. Katie, that's a great Katie got game. bands. Katie got bands. She and she got a song with Lil B that just jumped oh, up. Pop out. Oh, pop out. Yeah. <laughs> I only rock this Zana when I pop out. Hey. <laughs> and you know who's on that track? <laughs> King Louie. Ah, yep. Featuring King Louie, yeah. It's the ecosystem. Yeah. It's the drill ecosystem. They took my King Louie off iTunes. What? He wasn't getting that bread, probably. He had to He had to make a call. He's going on the Taylor Swift route? He's, he's too good for streaming? Yeah, I don't know. I only I had I had your Illuminati uh, 1 and 3 on my iTunes, and I just tried to look them up, and they're like, gray. I ain't take them fucking off. Yeah. That's a travesty. God damn it, Apple. <laughs> Come it's on, okay. Apple. Where were y'all? Because we're a little sprayed out in age, right? T, talk to me. In 2012, where were you at in your life? Are you still, you're still at DePaul? Yeah, I was still in college, man. Uh, man, that's pretty much all I was doing. I was in college, listening to rap still. Kind of shocked at this shit, how it came out. Like, I was like, man, this is not like anything I've ever really fucked with, but... I was like, man, this is 
this is pretty much Chicago right now. Like we like yeah. this is it. Gra- it grabbed the dude. It had the city by the balls, bro. Yeah, it did. Country, it really dude. did, bro. Like country. it started here. It is first. King Louis said, right? He's like, my city influenced my country. Can't get away from Chicago. Yeah, you know, that was, yeah. That was the truth. No, it was like, and once it got that nationwide respect, it's like it even created a platform for like the the guys who weren't rapping like them. I feel like anybody who comes out of Chicago now is like. You you automatically have like a head start. I feel like if you're a rapper from Chicago, like if you know any of these guys or if you shout them out or like it's it's, it's a game ruled by the younger guys now. You know you're not making it out of Chicago if you're 20 plus. Like all these entertainers coming out are like really young. There was a there was a minute where a lot of like the Chicago rappers started moving to LA. Uh, Chief Keef was out there. Uh, I think I talked to No Name at like this function uh, a year ago. She said she was moving out to LA. LA is kind of like the safe haven for Chicago artists for some reason. Uh, uh, it's, it's all, all warm weather too. It's all artists, artists, all artists, and warm weather. It's a, it's a, it's a, and yeah. all the and all the studios and the and the creatives are out there. It's a tough, it's 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 tough not to go out there. We were talking to Oz about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oz exactly. broke it down like, he man, did. listen, bro. Everyone's creating out there. It's easy to collab. It's warm. Like, yeah, it's tough. I, guess, so I wouldn't say it's like a Chicago safe haven. It's just a safe haven, period. That's where that's all the creatives are at. That's true. He actually said that's where the work's at. Yeah. Like, that's what he said verbatim. So I guess it's just more opportunities there for I what mean, he does. Because he's like a, a creator. He's not really like a front. He's not a front-up artist. You know, he's right. behind the scenes. It's a good, that's a great way to put it, yeah. So he needs that, that like, grind type, and which is what I he I mean, loves. if you're a banker, you're a Wall Street head, you go to New York. Exactly. If exactly. You're in, if, you're in, if you're in Asia, you go to Hong Kong. Like, that's just what it is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's where, that's where your work is at. Yep. And more times than not, when you're, you know what I'm saying, you're trying to get on some creative shit, come out to L.A. Bingo. So... We're talking about the other influences. Speaking of just LA, different different scenes. We're talking about the the fashion piece. Off mic, we were talking about Joe Fresh Goods after Santana passed. He had a story about, and really quick before I get into the story, I was shocked at how much love that he got from everybody. I don't know if "shocks" the right word, but when Fredo passed. Everyone showed love. It was I didn't it, it it wasn't like everyone that was close with him showed tons of love and then even people like dude um Drake shouted them like yo Fredo good dude whatever whatever Fredo's uh, Drake is also capitalizes on situations like that. I'll put I'll I'll keep that shit one hundred. Like he's he he that's exactly something that he would jump all over. But still. He got a lot of love from everybody, and it was and it wasn't about like he held me down, and this, it was all it was like positive, like yo, he supported me when I needed something, he helped me, you know, when I needed someone to talk to about something, he always chopped it up. He was always real when he was having trouble with mental illness, when he was having trouble with drugs, when he was having trouble with alcohol, he talked to me about it and kept it real. It was never about like some street shit, you know. It was real human to human level type shit. I saw a story about uh playboy cardi about how when he moved out to la fredo basically offered him a place to stay fredo was out in la too but um you know i I, it just feels like it was a real good industry dude who was well connected like he was the plug you know and having him as an advisor for someone's music career even though you know fredo wasn't the biggest name out there but fredo's a good person to have your back 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this might be a stretch, but it's kind of like an ASAP Yam situation for yeah, Chicago. Absolutely, that's that's Yams spot is on. for New York, and Fredo was kind of. That's actually the best analogy I've heard to describe Fredo. Yeah, I kind of disagree with that take. Okay, I, I think I think because Yams is like a, a visionary. He like created ASAP Mob. He was like he like spearheaded that. He inspired all them niggas to get together and kind of rock. So, I mean, he was a lot more involved, I think, than Fredo was. I think Fredo was kind of, like I said earlier, like the enforcer. So, that, but that's just me. I'm not sure how much creative vision Fredo had. That's all I'm saying. I you think know, Yams had more of a, a scope on, on what he wanted to do in the entertainment business. Okay, well, take this with a grain of salt then. But they I did die I don't similarly. know how much creative vision they had, period. Like, I don't think they were having, like, creative. Like, ASAP Rocky is a very creative dude, right? ASAP Yams, like, those are, like, thoughtful. Not yes. to say that, like, these guys aren't smart, but, like, I really think, bro, it was raw. Like, they I weren't agree. sitting down, like, I agree having big-picture vision conversations like I can yeah. see Yams having. Yeah, I agree. So that's where the comparison might be lacking, but I th- I think that they had that – they like brought aura. them together. It was that – yeah, that type of thing. I feel that. You got to help me out here. Uh, I think the sports analogy, like, I mean, so Yams was kind of like a marketing visionary. And yeah. I think you're right about that, Juice. Right. But, um, you know, in sports, you never hear about the glue guy. You know, you don't know who that is in the locker room, right? Like, give me a glue guy. Richard Jefferson. Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza. The best glue you know? guy of all time. You, you hear about these glue guys, but you don't, you don't identify them specifically because you don't know what happens behind closed doors. But these guys are definitely the ones that were keeping the group together. These guys are the ones pushing the motive, pushing, pushing the... Um, the the emotion and everything, keeping everybody together. Yeah, keeping guys in check too, because you know it's tough to have. Yeah, have hard conversations in those in those type of deals. Yeah, Fredo was an enforcer, but yeah. he was the glue guy too. You know, you, you got you got that in like a PJ Tucker or like a. He's turned into a real hooper, I think. Low key, <laughs> and he, his fits be on point too. He come in the stadium oh, looking. He's like in game, his in game wear yeah, Jordans awesome. in the game. It's, it's out of control, right? <laughs> My man is saucy. PJ Tucker. <laughs> Shout out PJ Tucker real quick. But, yeah, I mean, th- there are a lot of similarities, but I can – Juice, I hear you. There are some There are some differences there, but – I just don't want to, like, try to lump them together. That's all. Right. No, no doubt. But more, more, sto- more and more stories, like the one you just said about Playboy, like, hey, man, anyone that was trying to make it, quote, unquote, like, he seemed like he was trying to help, man. Like, I get it. I was, I was in the slums. I'm in LA now. If you need somewhere to stay, hit my line. Like I got you. We can try to make it happen, type of thing. So it was really, it was really good to see to see that come out of, you know, his peers, because that's who tell that's who would tell the real story. Like they, those are the guys that are hanging out with him for real. I'm gonna go through this Joe Fresh story, and then I got another story about my boy D. Will Derek Williams, former number two pick. Shout out D. Will. Um, when he opened a sneaker shop, he linked with Fredo and did a collab too. But long story short, Joe Fresh Goods, Fat Tiger Workshop, big time dog. Shout out Joe Fresh. Come on the show, fam. Um, Please. Was going through his first collab on a t-shirt. And being the the merchandise man and vision that he, he was like, yo, this Fredo in the cut, that's a scary sight. This shit needs to be on a t-shirt ASAP. Like, we can move these, basically. Yeah, he tells the story about um, he didn't want to hit Fredo in the DM 
because he thought that was weird. He didn't want to be just one of those type cats. And he's talked about how, like, this is, like, when that shit first started to blow up. So he hit Andrew Barber at Fake Shore Drive, and they made the connect, got him Fredo's phone number. He hit Fredo. They end up meeting on the south side. He goes with uh, one of his photographer friends. Trashland. Trashland. Goes That's out a there. dope name. Yeah, that is a good name. <laughs> uh, goes out there. Jealous. Links with Fredo, shows him three designs. Fredo uh, picks the design of the uh, the parental advisory parental advisory label, and instead of parental advisory, it says Fredo in the cut. That's a scary sight, but in the same like square block, black and white letters, and uh, they shoot like a little lookbook for it. They got like Fredo standing on the side of a building with a shirt, and then like him in the cut, basically. <laughs> and um, simple, simple. Yeah. But I mean, this yeah. is back in 2012. And it was basically Joe talking about how he was trying to, you know, do. He had an idea, trying to do something. He he hit Fredo, and Fredo was willing to work with him. He didn't say it was the smoothest conversation or anything like that, which I can imagine, I could see. But um, it just goes to show you that Fredo was was down to work with people, even if he didn't know you. I'm sure the putting some money in his pocket had something to do with it, but that, that has something to do with everybody when you approach them. You know what I mean? So, um. Yeah, man, it just goes to show you that he was his tentacles were were farther than I even re- I realized. I'll keep it one hundred. So yeah, yeah, he he had something special about him, I think, and uh, it's just tough to to see somebody who seemed to have you know some some positive energy somehow to be able to connect with people on some level, even if you're gone off whatever. You know, you, you, we're all still human. Definitely. So he was able to to kind of reach people in a uh maybe a softer way so to speak i think not like dude it's not to say that he was soft but i think once you got to kick it with him and talk to him he could be really real with you and be like a regular cat but that's kind of this shit like he was fredo santana with the crosshairs on the in between his eyes or no it's actually the dart that we the target that we learned today yeah the the crosshair yeah it's not a knife it's not a knife But uh, yeah, quick story about D Will too. Same same type of thing with Joe Fresh Goods. Uh, Derek owns a store in Tucson. It's called Rival Sneakers. It's a sneaker shop downtown Tucson. Um, and their first collab was with Fredo. T-shirt. I think it was Scary Sight as well. Like Fredo in the cut. That's a scary sight. So did D Will bite Joe? Sounds like it. <laughs> um, I mean maybe he. I mean he yeah, did. I mean it was a different style shirt. Obviously, different design, all that stuff. Oh, but, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't. He didn't bite it, but it was the same same idea, I guess, with the shirt. So, yeah, man. Shout out Fredo Santana. Rest in peace. Um, his legacy's there, man. It's as simple as that. We're sitting here talking about him. So Yeah, so it means something. It means something to the, to the city of Chicago. Rest in peace, Fredo Santana. Condolences from the No Catch-Up squad. Chicago, Illinois is the best city in the country. Every time I get the opportunity to say that, I yell and scream that shit at the top of my lungs. Me and the boys were just talking. We're going to talk about Chicago establishments. First off, there's too many to count, so we're going to touch the ones we want to touch. We're going to touch some food spots. We're going to touch some fashion spots. Let's kick it off. They just started the demolition of Rock and Roll McDonald's. Legendary Rock and Roll McDonald's. 
the original it was it seemed we were just talking about it just seems like it got remodeled into the big three-story joint that it was previously or now before mm-hmm. it got knocked down mm-hmm. recently but that was in 2004 they remodeled that which is crazy that doesn't seem like it was 14 years ago but whatever that's when that happened that's bad the city loses a late night spot. We're going to talk about that corner. Sali Juice wanted to talk about that whole little area. It is an interesting area. I've been there multiple. I've been to Rock and Roll McDonald's multiple times coming off of a late night in River North. And that's the only thing open past, you know, two o'clock or whatever. Go over there, get some fucking fries and a double cheeseburger and take my ass to the crib. And spend $6. Because they don't have a dollar menu. No, what? Dollar menu. No, never. <laughs> never. Dude, you, that shit's three stories. You got, you got to pay for that, right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> I haven't eaten there in so long. By but the two classics of me growing up are not there anymore. Rock and roll. My dad uh, has a place on Chestnut and Dearborn. So I grew up like River North and I split time in Evanston with my mom. She had a house. And then when she moved to Evanston, I lived with her and went to school out there. But I ton, spent a ton of time in like River North, Gold Coast area. And one of my two things that me and my pops always used to do was go to Rock and Roll McDonald's and remember the sp- it used to be a Sport Mart. Sports that Authority. That was at the corner. Then it turned to a Sports yep. Authority. But yep. back in the day, it was a Sports Mart. And it had the big fucking balls on the top, like a football, basketball, tennis ball, soccer ball. The best. Dude, it was sick. And wow. I used to go crazy in there. And they I had, uh, I think it's still up there, but they had like Michael Jordan's hands that you could like size your hands up too and i used to try to go over there every week to see if my hands were getting bigger like mj's and shit like that (laughs) so big nostalgia over there yeah that's the best but both of those spots are not there anymore um that area doesn't have as much turnover as you think it would like mcdonald's been there forever that sports authority building it's nine stories eight stories it's been there forever um the nightclubs will flip over there once in a while but more t- like that gas station at the corner, been there forever. That yeah. that uh that car dealership at the corner has been there since I was born. I don't I've never it's never not been a car dealership. Isn't a OG Al's Italian beef like right in the corner? Yes, the original is right on it's right past that's the sports authority. It was, yeah, it's right there. So it's an interesting area. Sali, that's the, the old leaders is over there. Yeah, it is. It is. It's like a block north. And then Fogo de Child's right there, which I just personally love, especially for lunch. Uh, it's like twenty five dollars. It's amazing. Yeah. All Put you, can you on eat. the spot. What are what's your favorite? What are some of your favorite establishments in the city right now today? That's a tough question. That is a very tough question. But um, I've really been kind of like in the West Loop area, uh, kind of like the the restaurant district more to say, like yeah. right by the Google office. I wish I had a vision to tell my parents to buy some shit over there 10 years ago, but I obviously I was fucked. I didn't. I was not thinking about shit like that, but it's, that would have been big dollars. Yeah, huge dollars. Yeah. Huge dollars because it's on the rise. I went to um, Salton and Sons, I believe it's called, uh, the steakhouse right there across the street. Swift and Sons. Swift and Sons. Yes. There we go. Thank yeah. you. I went there uh, about nine days ago. That was delicious. Um, it's a good some, spot. Had some rock shrimp and some- Damn. Some KC dry aged uh, twelve ounces. That was neat. That was neat. Um, <laughs> it's neat. So that that whole area is just kind of cool. Uh, you got Green Street Meats, which is really really yeah. solid. Flames cafeteria yeah. style. Um, so I walk over there. Uh, the Smallville Vols cool. 
Yeah, um, I mean, Soho House is right over there. I've definitely found I've never myself been to the Soho House. Yeah, I've definitely found myself hanging out in West Loop a lot recently, especially because I live down there. I live in Streeterville, so I'm right. It's a five six minute Uber. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I don't think there's a better concentration of restaurants in like in the world. A, <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I don't There's know. a lot it's of up, restaurants you might be right. it's up there. And I was you definitely right up there. It's gotta be. It's like world renowned. Hong yeah. Kong. Hong Kong has a shit ton of restaurants. That's a small asset. Well, no, it's a big asset. Mm-hmm. But you know, everything's so dense. I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. But I mean, it's like pockets. All the Michelin star restaurants and shit are located within like a five block radius. I still haven't gotten reservations to Girl on the Goat, and it's been like ten years. Yeah, that place that is still possible. Yeah, since it since it opens, been jamming. Ever since it got, ever since they've been open, they spawned two other restaurants. Little Goat, which is apparently where the the chef goes to make like her ideas. Like she just she's she just gets, whipping up. She gets blasted and just makes like uh, lobster cheese Ritz cracker I've never heard dips. That before. And Duck Duck Goat, I went to that um, like a week ago. It's a dim sum spot, right? And you know, for me, I'm Asian. I know what dim sum like. Supposed to taste like, like, right? I know what it's supposed to taste like, right? And I came in there like, okay, what's this bougie ass dim sum spot? And they got like bone marrow dumplings and shit. Oh man, it was legitimate. It it just blew away everything for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm with you guys, man. I was uh, I was actually interning in the West Loop in like 2013, uh, not too far from that uh, Google office, and I was like, man, how did like does not happen sooner. You got the United Center right there. It's pretty much the only underdeveloped part north, northwest of the city. So it's like, I, I kind of saw this coming, but I was like, you know, I, di- I didn't expect to blow up this fast, but it's, Randolph Street is definitely like the place to go to eat. Um, you know, you got the lofts in the West Loop. That's what kind of separates. It's all lofts. You got the brick interiors. People want to live like that. And uh, I just think it's perfect. I don't know. I'd love to get a place out there. Yeah, it's dope out there. I mean, I would love. Yeah, that's a good point, Juice. I don't. I wonder if that's a. It's a very unique area because it's littered with high end restaurants, littered with bars and cocktail spots. It's just like yeah, and it's a. It's like that. Uh, it's our crowd right now that that runs West Loop. It's it's, like it's our, the millennial crowd. It's late twenties, early thirties. It's our Soho, basically. Yeah, you can. That's actually a good way to put it. Soho's a ton of shopping, which they don't really have in West Loop. Um, no tray. Norder. No uh, you, What's the what's the appropriate pronunciation? I think it's Noder. Yeah, Noder? It's Noder. But I'm not yeah. it's French, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think it's Noder. But yeah, I mean, it's just the it's just the happening Notre, spot. Notre. If it's French, yeah, Notre Dame, Notre. I I don't I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> My last name is hey. French, so I have like a little. It's not really French. I mean, I'm, quick, I'm, my name is French, but I'm not French. Quick tangent. How do you pronounce Valet? Valet? Valet. Valet? Okay. Shout out Valet. Shout out Valet up next. Yeah, MTV Big time. crazy now. Yeah, Valet is up next, bro. I'm he's ready for him. I got whatever. I got he's whatever. I got whatever. There's, yeah, I, I rock with Valet Hart. Shout out Oz. He needs to get on that first album. But real quick, back to the food. Yeah. Um, Honey butter chicken is fire. Oh, that's like y'all just hit that spot. Blocks away from here. Ugh. Yo, they got a they got a monthly. Sandwich. I've never actually even been there. I've only got deliveries. Is that is that oh, wrong man. with me? Oh, yeah, hey. you probably never had it then. It's like a big star spot. You know, in the summer they got an open patio. All right, I'll, I'll make it happen. You you want I'll make it happen. You want sun shining down on you when you have a chicken sandwich that flames. 
Okay, you got it. You got it. I need more. I need more new spots. I've, I kind of get caught up in rhythms, and I don't like get off those. So I need. I need a new rotation of, of spots. What's to your go favorite to? like low key spot? Like like late night dive. I got a spot for y'all. Go Probably ahead. Probably like. Wiener Circle is pretty good. Oh, Wiener Circle is it's, it's kind of right always by, a trip. It's kind of right by right by where we stay on Diversity and Clark. Um, That's a classic staple. There's actually a really sweet Mexican spot around the corner from there. I don't know the name of it. That's how you know it's good. Cause like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just wander in yeah. that bitch. <laughs> I, mean, I never, I never, I never checked the name of it. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Hold on. Tease a food connoisseur. What, I want to hear what you got. Nueva Mexicano is fire too on Clark. Shout out. Dude, Clark got heat on the Mexican side, low-key. That's all up and down, north and south. You could go get some grab, no doubt. Uh, my my low-key spot is, I don't even, like, it doesn't even matter where it is, but just uh, anywhere off Broadway over there. Moose kind of put me onto those spots, you know, like the Asian style. Uh, oh, like right by Argyle? Yeah, there's a lot of good food over there, and uh, that's kind of what I've been exploring since I got Kind of sick of all these spots that we've been going to like every single week. Talk about Sunwa, bro. Talk <laughs> talk about Sunwa in detail. Let me talk about Sunwa. So you go there. You guys like duck or nah? Sunwa, where is it? First Love off, what duck. kind of food is it? Uh, it's like Broadway and Wilson-ish. Um, so you, you go in there. Pretty much all you got to order is the pecking duck. They bring a whole duck to your table, cut it up. You get the bow buns. They take the rest of the duck, take it back, wow. turn it into fried rice, turn it into soup, bring the rest of that out to you. Uh, it's like 40 bucks. Wait, 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 three wait, heads. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hey, three, Hold on, back up. Three course meal. Back bro. up, back up, back up, back duck. up, back up. They bring the duck out. Yep. They chop it up for you, yep. leave you the bow buns. Then they take the duck back and make, and make rice. They make like fried rice so and they make, soup uh, with it. They exactly. make duck fried rice out of the remaining meat on the on the carcass. Yeah, and then they throw the carcass into like water. Yeah, and like then a, make duck soup out of it. You know it's good because he said carcass. Carcass is a great word. <laughs> carcass is a very vivid <laughs> word. Like you're using. Yes, I love that shit. <laughs> wow. Three course meal was like forty, fifty. It's like it's not. It's like thirty nine ninety nine. It's it's a go to with three yep. heads, three four heads. Wow, what's it called? We got three four heads right here. Sunwa barbecue. One more time. Sunwa barbecue. Sun Sunwa barbecue. Yeah, G. Write that shit down, Juice. We gonna have to go check that out. What's up? What's your spot, Sean? Man, my boys. First, of course, y'all are my homies. Couple of my other boys that I always go out and eat with, they fucking heat me for this all the time. I fuck with this Mexican spot on Clark. It's called El Jardin. Crazy fire Mexican food. Dope atmosphere in the summer. And the margaritas are OD off the hook. One, one and a half margs, bro, you're out of the game. It's a wrap. You need, you better call the lift up, bro. Hold on, that's that's not no, that's not true for everybody, Sean. We can handle more than one <laughs> that. Might be true, low key. <laughs> you know? Oh, and low key. Hey, you just got back from Tulum, dude. You're, yeah, your your mark tolerance should be at least four before you feel anything. What I'm telling you, y'all got it. Okay, we gonna see. Y'all, we go. We gonna go check this spot out. I'm telling you. I've actually been to El Hardin, but it's uh, it's been a few years, and it is fire. I can vouch for Sean. Yeah, El Hardin is fire. The the Margus. We know how I got put on is it's down the it's on Clark like in the mix in Wrigley, so you can like walk from there to 
to Wrigley. So one time before we had tickets, we were sitting in the bleachers. We're like, my guy was mm. like, yo, I got this Mexican spot. That's just around the corner. Shout out the Cubbies. You Darvish, let's get it. Yo, things are happening in the NL Central. <laughs> no, we can't do it. So, yeah, he put me on. We used to go to that spot, and then we'd walk over to the game. And, yeah, bro, I fuck with that spot heavy. That's not – I got so many just, like, running, running the door, run out. But that's, like, one of my go-to, like, for the low – you want to sit down and fuck around it's a good spot can we talk about that weird corner of chicago for a second yeah ohio and LaSalle, right yeah it's ohio and LaSalle, ontario and LaSalle. it's uh, it's ontario LaSalle. yeah all that you know shout out rock and roll mcdonald's i, I spent my uh after party at prom the the, the pre-party for the <laughs> after party at for my prom there so is it before or after the the formal part of the after day? the formal before the fuckery nice all the nice. all the cabin shit, you know. Um, and <laughs> then, you guys, you guys do drugs. What is that? <laughs> um, but um, that whole corner of Chicago is just—it's unique and weird, right? It's like a it's caricature weird. of what yeah. Chicago should be like for a visitor. Because yeah, you got Rainforest Cafe, Ed the Bevics, Ed the Bevics, uh, Portillo's. Uh, Hard Rock Cafe. There's a Hooters around there. Yeah, it's just kind of like all the two block radius. It's weird. Don't hit those spots though. If you come to the city, hit us up and don't go there. We'll, we'll take yeah. you, to you can hit Portillo's. Spot. Don't go to Rainforest Fogo, Cafe, but go to Fogo. Go to Fogo. Yeah, you don't like Fogo? You know the Fogo I mean, guy? I, Fo- I, I rock with Fogo. I mean, it's a Brazilian steakhouse. But it's been like the one been no mall type shit. It's like the but it's is not the first of its kind. I don't I, know the facts on that. Maybe I feel, I feel like it's a pioneer in the game. Could That's be. just me. I don't. I'm know. vegetarian, so you are you really? Yeah. So I, don't, you, I don't know shit about Foco. So you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but are you really I didn't vegetarian? know that either. Yeah. So you didn't eat the duck that you yeah. were just talking about? Oh, I'm I'm a vegetarian. Oh wow, he's one of those vegetarians. Oh, but yeah. But you were vegetarian for how long? Uh, hold on, let me pull up the counter right now, right quick. I, I got a couple cheat days, especially when it's on squad meals with these guys. But uh oh, so you're not really vegetarian. You're not a vegetarian. Not vegetarian. 710 days. But you had duck you last had, week. Yeah. So you're allowed <laughs> no, to get sick? Wait, I had bone marrow last week. <laughs> yeah. Nigga. Yeah, you're not vegetarian. Alright, alright, alright. This guy exposed. <laughs> a little bit. Vegetarians get exposed on the daily, but keep <laughs> not eating meat, y'all. It's good for the environment. <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I, I get the movement. I'm not. That shit's not coming out of my diet. One of my resolutions was no pork. I've been on that. I haven't had any pork. Um, less red meat. I'm just not. I can't cut that shit all the way out, bro. It's just not gonna happen. Bacon is delicious. Bacon. I mean, be. pork. I could cut out. It's tough, but I could cut that. The red meat, bro. That shit's gotta stay, bro. I'm gonna have a burger. I'm gonna have a steak. Like that. It just is what it is. Bro, these guys are clowning me because I made my New Year's resolution to actually no red meat, not to cut it down. And yeah. January 1st, I was at Garcia's uh, <laughs> on the north side. And I had the option. I could have got some non-red meat tacos, but I got steak tacos. like that. I, I lost it on day. the Garcia, first day. Garcia's also uh, a spot that got the, got the, the high-powered marks. Garcia, yeah, bro. Some of these spots got the gasoline. Gas. I'm telling you, gas, gas. but yeah, bro, G, stay, T, stay on that. You ain't, you can, you ain't gotta, all, you ain't gotta give it all the way up. The no, just do less red meat because you're not gonna, you, you're not gonna be able to just cut that shit out off jump. At least with no pork, I got tons of different options with red meat, chicken, fish. 
Um, I'm trying to eventually get to just chicken and fish, but I don't. I mean, it's tough, bro. If I could afford it, like if I had a chef, all that, I think I could do just fish. Be a pescatarian. Be like Cam Newton. Is, that, is he a pescatarian? Cam Newton, pescatarian, six six monster. But like LeBron, he's a pescatarian. Though. He probably crushes tons of fish though. But yeah, my girl's all chicken, all fish, and she has no. She does it easy. That's not bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, no chicken, no fish. It, it shouldn't be hard. Too hard to do. But I don't know, man. Like, so obviously all my pizza has pork on it. Like I've been eating cheese pizza. Like that shit is kind of huff. Cheese pizza sucks. No, no, cheese pizza. You throw some veggies on there. Cheese pizza is as huff as it gets. There's nothing worse than cheese pizza. (laughs) I agree, T. Three million percent. Yeah, low key. I've been eating cheese pizza. I'm not gonna flex. This shit kind of (laughs) huff. So I mean, I'm trying to hang in there on the no pork, but that's where I would I'd fuck it up. Let's get back to the establishments. Moose, I know you wanted to talk about Fat Tiger Workshop. Some of us yeah. have been to the new one. Some of us have only been to the old one. Joe Fresh Goods, you said he got a vision coming. Yeah. Talk to me about it. Yeah, what is this vision? I want to hear this. I yeah. actually haven't been to the old one or the new one, but I have like you know been on the online shop and everything, and they got some fire shit, right? So I've been following Don't be mad. Joe. Yeah, don't be mad. Vita. Um, Sensei, yeah, yep. those are all in-house brands. That's Lloyd, yeah, positive vibes, yeah, positive, big positive, positive messages, yeah. positive symbols. Yeah, I think I think Joe kind of cracked the formula. Um, you see his shirts, and they're all timely. I saw a dude they at really East Room with uh, a Keef Keef not mad shirt. It's it's Chief Keef's mugshot from his recent arrest, his latest arrest. And this shit just fly, dude. He's like smirking a little bit. Yeah, he's smirking. And he's like, don't be mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's a black one. And um, I remember Malia got caught smoking weed. Malia Obama. That was a great capsule. There was a Malia shirt in the Harvard font. Um, Burgundy. Yeah. Yeah. And he he has a picture of her holding it up, smiling, big as shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got a Christmas gift or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Joe just makes really timely stuff. Yeah. Joe makes Joe is current event fashion. Joe is Twitter fashion, basically. You know, because anything that pops up, he's making a shirt out of it, and it's not a bad thing because motherfuckers are rocking that. Yeah, it's yeah. a little bit of both. He makes a lot of like fresh shit. He even said himself, he's like, "Yo, I've been doing so many collabs." That I haven't really designed like my own shit in a minute. Like I'm about to get back to work. I saw him mention that. Yep. So I'm excited to see that new shit he comes out with. But yeah, for sure. I think like the t-shirt stuff. Dude, we go back to the Santana story. He heard that. He yeah. looked around. And everybody was singing that part of the song. He's like, bro, we need to capitalize on this. Like we need to we need to put this on a, sh- a shirt. Make some bread. Like where's I need Fredo's number. Like let's make this happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so man. like yeah, yeah I mean. Yeah, that stuff's important for sure. If you see a way to capitalize, and then now that he has the platform that he does, mm-hmm. it's easy. Yeah. It's, it's easy money. He talked about in one of uh, an interview. I can't remember what it was, but it was like some Chicago influencer interview that he said. Really good interview. He talks about um, like getting his first cease and desist letter and like all that stuff. But um, he talked like one of his biggest first things was a Rihanna hat. And it was like when Rihanna had like was really big and he just dropped this hat and he was making tons of money off that. Just to go off your point that he capitalizes on, you know, current events, what's popping, what's what's happening in the scene. This this kind of reminds me of um you remember those airbrush t shirts? 
Yeah. Back at the, like, the mall. Yeah, they're, they're the best. They're the best. And then you put them on the shoes, that. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, on the that's, Air Force wow. Ones. That's what I did. Or the Fat Farms. Yeah, on the ones. The Fat yeah. Farms. With the straps wow. out. With the big yeah. tongue. Oh, it was yeah, such yeah, a yeah. wave. The Fat Farm had the fat-ass tongue. <laughs> such a wave. I'm not going to lie. I looked for a pair of Fat Farms recently. I just wanted to have a pair of them. And I, looked, I could not find a pair of my size. There's like They're few and far between right now. Online, yeah. so. I mean, the way fashion the white is going ones? right now. White, uh, white with the different color accents, but yeah, white. That's gonna be back in style soon. Trust. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. And it had the leather toe cap. Yeah, yeah it had the. Uh, you know how like usually kicks have a different like toe cap on them, like a rubber or like this nigga. They, they were all leather, leather toe cap, leather everything. I had a dude. I had a, I had a couple pairs of fat. Forms. Bro, I'm about to dig my shit out and just sell it for like 600 on eBay. If yeah, it, if I, it can gets see, I can see some fat farms. Dude, I mean, that's all like, especially with streetwear now, a lot of it is so like, that. not that that vintage wave ever left, but it's like a ton of 90s, a ton of fucking 80s shit. I had some British Knights. You guys have any British Knights? <laughs> nah, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I would heat your ass if you wore them too. <laughs> we did in the town. Right. You brought British right. Knights. It's a wrap for you. Yeah. You remember, remember when Reeboks were lame? Yes. That, yes. That but at one point, Reeboks were hot. Like when we were in middle school. Pump the pump. The pump Reeboks were the, that was the, the pumps, biggest like, shit ever, bro. The the pumps were huge. Yeah, the, and the Iverson had Reebok. That's what I'm that's Reebok what I'm was to. banging for a minute. Oh, wait, was T-Mac? Oh, T-Mac was the answers. Yeah. All those were fire. Oh, the Rockefeller Reeboks? Oh, those were the S. Dot Carters. Those were amazing. Carters, and the yeah. G units. I had some G units. They were awesome. Shout out 50. Shout out 50. You just came out 8 million on Bitcoin. Yeah, we were talking about. Yeah, I don't that, believe that shit. I don't believe that he wouldn't publicize that. He's an idiot. that shit. You know, the only reason I don't believe it, or I, I'm, a, I'm a little sus on it, is that who was buying that album? Which, that which album, album is was trash. It? it was like Animal Kingdom or some shit. Like no one was buying that shit, bro. If he so was like, charging, you know I, I didn't know he came out with it. Right, like that's the only thing that was sus. Like I can't remember on. anything after the massacre. Can you? No, that was no. candy shop and shit, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't remember any 50 after that. I get money. Money I got. Is that, what, is that on the massacre no, too? No, no, that's the next one. <laughs> Dude, 50 was <laughs> a was beast. G-Unit was a beast. All that shit was hard. The game, when the game came out, man, we could go on big tangents on that. Forget the Bitcoin thing, if that's true or false, but he made $100 million off vitamin water. That's confirmed. So. Yeah. 50 is a marketing genius. He lost like $80 million of that, FYI. He did file for bankruptcy, I think, twice, maybe. <laughs> no, no, he filed for the rich bankruptcy. Yeah, that bankruptcy shit don't mean anything, bro. That's like, stop calling my the phone. Rich bankruptcy. That's what that means. It's I like, it's not, it's not a good look. No, it's, it's not, not a good, good look. look. I mean, if you got money, you're not usually filing for bankruptcy. His credit score some, probably still some is up. 700, I think. <laughs> That's fair. And he's a hell of an actor, low key. And I respect 50 for that. I think he can act his ass off. And I haven't even seen Power, not one minute of it. But just based on. Yo, you ever watched Power? No. You want to talk but it's about like some entertaining, acclaimed, right? entertaining television. That's some entertaining television. You should fuck with that. I should. I really should. I got some <laughs> shit to watch, man. Goddamn. I think that's it, bro. It's a great fucking episode. We got T back in the mix. That's awesome. Love it. We got some shit coming. Me and T on the sports side. Big things coming. Big things coming on <laughs> the sports side. As soon as next side. week. <laughs> Open up that vault, baby. Uh, yo, No Catch Up Chicago, For Chicago, by Chicago. Subscribe on iTunes, man. Check us out, YouTube, the whole dig. We're, uh, we got some things in the works coming up soon. Stay tuned, stay locked. For Moose, Juice, and T, Sean Little, 
No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up.